is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. So th there's so many hitless moments. If you go back in the archives and you watch the show and you go on YouTube, these segments are on YouTube, you get a chance and you're, you're bored and you want to be entertained by fans. Those are the hitless moments. I have too many hitless moments to count that I can't even. Them losing let me see you cook breakfast without three of your fingers. Let me see you do that. Let me ask you a question. I respect LeVar Ball and what he's trying to do for his kids, but I agree with what Kenny's saying is that at some point, you start to create a negative brand and people are not going to want to deal with you. Yes, they are. You know what they're going to want to do? They're going to want to see you fail. That's the reason that Floyd Mayweather is so rich right now. Ask him the question. And when I knew that this was going to be a question, I thought long and hard about it. And I must admit, probably, there's a lot of them, but there was one in particular that was hilarious. I think it was the episode where I think y'all were debating uh, who's better, is Kobe the greatest of all time? And I think Anthony told, Kenny said something to him, and I think Anthony told him, he said, that's just because you think slow. You're like, have me die. Mistaken quite often. Yes, because when talking to a simpleton, no. sometimes you have to always Yes, back. as you can okay, see, you talk to yourself a lot in the mirror. You know, go back. did you know our director, Ricky, back there is giving Yo, I still laugh to this day with that episode. So that was a, just, a, the, Kenny and Anthony's back and forth is just by far the funniest Thing you can the, the funniest uh, thing you can see on sports hit list. I I live for those moments. So yeah, um, that. I'm stating right now <laughs> that is an opinion, not fact. It's not. It's a fact. That what? That he's the greatest Laker, yes. or that he played twenty years? Who has done most? I just told you all that he done. That he, doesn't make him the greatest. Like what does great mean? That means you. That doesn't mean you played the longest. Then Robert Parrish is the greatest. Freaking player ever. He's the player's greater. He had the Celtics records. I, if I had to pick one moment, it it would have to be a tie. The 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 first one being, we were about to, Carl and I don't remember exactly what panel he was on, but. He was about to film a segment, then all of a sudden, I think Mike Miller said something about rings matter, and then Carl flipped out and said, yo, it's not all about rings. Come on, man. I said it. It's okay. What do, players, it's what do players play for? To be a championship. Great. To be great. You play for titles. How you, you get a contract? How you get a contract? When the Mets made it to the World Series, you was hoping for what? A championship. But so we, you can't we're not talking about teams. Championships don't matter. Individual players. Are you serious? Oh my God. What are you talking about? Bro, are you serious? They play for championships. They play for championships. We're talking about individual players. I don't care. Teams. They play for championships. Okay. So you, you think Derrick Fisher rather be himself or Allen Iverson? Ooh. He, he has Ooh. five rings. Ooh. So what Allen Iverson doesn't have? Who would he rather be? Who would he rather be? Allen Iverson might stole it. They wanted Palmer stole his rings. Who would he rather be? Would you rather be Robert Ory or Tim Duncan? Yo, my man Steve Nash said. Yo, Steve Nash said, and I quote, I would trade in my two MVPs for a championship. Robert Ory said he wouldn't. 
Robert Ory said he Robert Ory said he'd rather get the two MVPs. No, he wouldn't. That's what Robert Ory said. Quote. You go find the quote. Are you calling the MVP the that averaged like 12 points a game? Go find the quote. <laughs> go find the quote though, Robert Ory. I'm going to ask you though. Go find the quote. Let me ask you a question. Go find the quote. Let me ask you a question. Go find the quote. How do players get max contracts winning championships or getting buckets? Answer the question. It's not about it. get quiet when facts get thrown around. It's not facts. Go find, go, go find what Robert Horry yeah. said. The answer my question. Go find what Robert Horry said. Answer my question. Go find what Robert Horry said. Answer my question. Championships matter. And next thing you know, we're debating there. All of us, 10 minutes go by, and then Carl's like, all right, yeah, 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 we got to stop this. But within those 10 minutes, it was just yelling back and forth, a lot of laughter, <laughs> a lot of uh, rage, so to speak. But that was one of them. We are live right now on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Carl Coulange for the Sports Hit List by the fans and for the fans. Thank you for spending your wonderful Wednesday afternoon with us. It is a beautiful sunny Sunday, beautiful sunny day here in New York. Hope everyone is doing well and being safe. We are on the road to the NBA championship, the Larry O'Brien Trophy here. We have a couple more playing games tonight. We have the Spurs and the Grizzlies and the Lakers. The main event matchup, the Lakers versus the Warriors in the playing uh, playing game. Uh, before I introduce my contributors today, I, I wanted to briefly talk about, give a special shout out and a congratulations to uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame. Again, thank you everyone for joining us here on the uh, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Please make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe, make sure you download the app. This past weekend, we had the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, so a special congratulations to all the inductees, uh, which highlighted uh, the careers of Tim Duncan, um, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, Tamika Catchings, um, and including others. Uh, Rudy Tomdanovich was also a Hall of Fame coach too. So congratulations to all those who were inducted. We also have um, the class of 2021 being inducted. They will be inducted in September. The announcement was made. Uh, players such as my guy, first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes, Mr. Paul Pierce himself is going into the Hall of Fame. Chris Bosh, two-time NBA champion. Ben Wallace, one-time NBA champion, four-time defensive player of the year. And long overdue after eight years of waiting, finally the Hall of Fame, they allowed and they let all that baggage go of what Chris Webber did when he was at um, Michigan and Chris Webber is going into the Hall of Fame. So congratulations to him. My wife, Miss, uh, Mrs. Deborah Voltaire-Coulange is a big Chris Webber fan. I'm a Paul Pierce fan. It sounds like we may be heading to the Basketball Hall of Fame to go see our favorite players get inducted. What a great moment. And I wanted to basically say to fans out there is just to remember, I see a lot of chatter when people are saying that you know, certain players shouldn't be left into the Hall of Fame because they don't deserve or the fact that they're letting everybody into the Hall of Fame. And I actually looked it up. It's a matter of 10% uh, of NBA players get into the Hall of Fame. So I think I think it's a matter of we have to acknowledge and give people their flowers and give them their respect. That a lot of times where I see and, 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 and I see it now where people say, well, what did Ben uh, Ben Wallace do to deserve to get into the Hall of Fame? What did he do? What kind of career did he have again? Only 10% make it. And we know not a lot of players make it. So I don't understand how fans uh, get in their feelings or how fans feel like they're over uh, the uh, Hall of Fame. They just let everyone in. You meet the criteria. You have the individual accolades. You have the team accolades. Um, and again, keep in mind that the Hall of Fame is basketball. It's not just the NBA. It's, it's your entire basketball career. So they look at everything. They look at the totality. You have players like Tony Kukoc going into the 2021 Hall of Fame. So 
uh, a lot of these players, this is a special moment for them. This is a special time for them and their families. And it's all well-deserved that they go into the Hall of Fame. So congratulations to the class of 2020 and also the class of 2021. Coming up on today's show, we have uh, some spiciness. We got uh, some playoff talk. Uh, a lot of fans in the Hitler streets have their teams in the playoffs. You guys know who they are. The Brooklyn Nets fans are in there. The New York Knicks fans are in there. The Celtic fans are in there. Uh, the Lakers are in there hanging on the ropes. So we have some, some, some special contributors who are very loyal to their teams where we're going to talk some playoff basketball for you here. Um, Matt is asking, what are the playoff, uh, what are the Hall of Fame requirements? Uh, it's very arbitrary. It is. Honestly, to begin with, I think it's a matter of a, a combination of, of both achievements. It's a matter of, again, individual accolades. They look at that. They look at your statistical numbers. They look at how many years were you active, you know? So I, I think it's a combination of both and who was elected to the Hall. One controversial topic we saw, Rudy Tomjanovich, during his Hall of Fame induction speech, he said that seven-time champion Robert Horry deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And, and, and he, was, he, he was basically capping for him to do that. Does Robert Horry deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Some fans will say, no, he was just a role player who's in the right spots at the right time. He doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Other people will say, without Robert Horry, they don't have those championships, so he does deserve to be in it. So I think it's a, it's a mixture, Matt, to be honest. Yes, yes, Tony Kukoc is going in the Hall of Fame. He is going in, and again, we forget Tony Kukoc had an international career before he was drafted by the Chicago Bulls. Go look up his international career because he was, uh, he was fearless in, that, um, in the International League, basically back in Europe. So again, the Basketball Hall of Fame takes a look at the, your whole category. You, you look at the player like Yao Ming, who was very injury-prone in the Houston Rockets. Some would question, why is he in the Hall of Fame? But I think he was well-deserving of that, too. So, again, all of these things have to go into factor, into consideration when we're looking at the Hall of Fame. And who are we to question the Hall of Fame as to what player gets in and who doesn't? And I'm going to say the statistic again for those who didn't hear me. Only 10% of the NBA players get into the Hall of Fame. So why are you upset or why you have a problem with somebody going in there? You're acting like every single player, like a Tony Delk um, or a Kwame Brown, goes into the Hall of Fame. That's not the case here. These players put in the work. They put it. They did what they had to do. They they meet the numbers. They meet the accolades. Give them their flowers. They deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. So so coming up today on on today's show, we're definitely going to be discussing Kwame Brown. That's been uh, trending all over Twitter. That's been trending all over the the sports streets about him. Uh, you know, clapping back at the All Smoke podcast. Um, and we're also going to dive into some playoff talk. But I have some of my contributors who are joining me right now at the moment, so we can dive more deeply into this Kwame Brown situation. Uh, let's see who we have here. We have the co-founder of the Sports Hitlist, Mr. Ziggy Zig is in the building. Ziggy Zig, how you doing, sir? Yo, what's going on, brother? What's going on? And I think we have, uh, oh, man, we have Coach Walmack. Coach, how you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good, man. What's going on? Yeah, man. I love your background, man. I love your background for sure. The great one, man, Paul Mooney, RIP. Rest in peace to Paul Mooney, who passed away today. Uh, and, and, and our condolences here at the Sports Hitlist to him and his family. So... I wanted to talk to you guys to start off about Kwame Brown and, and Kwame Brown over the last couple of days has, um, has been a very popular topic. Um, clearly, uh, Gilbert Arenas, Matt Barnes and uh, Stephen Jackson on, on the All Smoke podcast had some things to say about Kwame and Kwame came out after, I guess, 20 plus years of not saying anything to anyone about how he felt. He went he went in. <laughs> and, and I'm sure it's all over. You guys have seen it. You guys have seen the videos. And he also took the opportunity. And again, I'm not going to mention everything that he said, uh, because I don't think that's even appropriate for me to even mention all, all the things he said on this platform. But you can go and check it out by yourself. Uh, and he even came at uh, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, so um, today's question is kind of that 
conversation about the term bust. Now, now I made a post about it, and we like to consider if a top overall pick or a player doesn't meet those expectations when they're coming out the draft, we label them as a bust. So it's time that we really evaluate that word. Is it okay for us to do that? And Kwame Brown does fit that category. There was a lot of pressure placed on Kwame Brown as a player. Uh, he is, from my uh, looking it up, I believe he's one of two players to play with Michael and Kobe. Uh, the other was Tyron Lou. So he played with them. He, he played with both of them. Um, and there was a lot of pressure him playing with the great Mike. And then he went to go play with the Kobe. And there were a lot of things that were said about how Kwame was treated, which is why he didn't live up to his, his expectation. Zig, let me start with you. What's your overall thoughts on the term bust, Kwame Brown, and, and what's going on? Uh, well, with the term bust, I'm going to say it like this, right? Me, I've never played any professional basketball, right? And, um, you know, I know that there's a different code that they live by, you know what I'm saying, that they have their own fraternity going on or what have you. Me, I'm a fan. You understand what I'm saying? And if you're drafted as the first overall pick, being drafted as the first overall pick, you it comes with certain uh, conditions um, that you got to fulfill. You understand what I'm saying? And Kwame Brown did not fulfill that. You know what I'm, I, I keep saying, you know what I'm saying, but you know what I'm saying? He just did not fulfill that. And looking at the amount of videos that came out over, I guess, these past couple of days, right? Um, I'm not mad at Kwame Brown for what he did. You know what I'm saying? He held this in for 20 years, um, never said anything, had to deal with it from all kinds of angles, um, all kinds of people. They even did a skit about him where they referred to him as a cancer on the team and things of that nature. It was highly disrespectful. I, I get that point. But at the end of the day, for me, everybody that he's coming at, whether it's Skip, Stephen A., Gilbert, uh, uh, Stack, uh, Matt, anybody that he's coming at, all of them have been consistent in talking about what? His basketball skills being that number one pick. You know what I'm saying? If you watch the videos, Kwame Brown did nothing to address what they actually said about his skill. He went and just started to attack, started to talk about Matt Barnes and, 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 and Derek Fisher. And some people were getting laughs at that. And then went on to talk about Stack being a blood member and a fake uh, Black Lives Matter uh, um, movement guy, what, what have you. So for me personally, I'm going to keep calling people bust. Um, I don't really call people bums because I think if you make it to the NBA, you, you're not a bum. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm going to just send that off to, uh, to Mac now. Coach, what are your thoughts being a, a former player and you being in that situation of potentially being drafted and having that experience? Is that term bust misused? Should we try to think of another, is, is, is underachieved the proper term to say when a player doesn't meet those media expectation or player or fan expectation? I mean, the, the word is subject to who's saying it, you know, uh, but, you know, it's tough to when you when you become to that level, we all know the NBA is predicated on uh, where you're going to be in the future. So Kwame came in as an 18 year old rookie, you know, an 18 year old rookie. So everything that they thought he would become is what they put all their eggs into, you know, as an 18 year old. He didn't live up to what the number one pick usually lives up to, but that doesn't mean to me you're a bust. That means you didn't live up to your number one pick. To be in the NBA for 12 seasons means you still stuck around in the NBA because the NBA, listen, they get guys out of there sometimes one or two, three years. You know, and it's not like, you know, I've seen worse numbers than Kwame Brown. You get what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, yeah, we can use the word because let's be honest, the word, it gets clicks. When you say, we, we're used to that, it's sensational. When you say somebody's a bust, it's like, oh, then you start the conversation. What's the bust, what's not the bust? It gets people going. 
But whenever you're in a professional sport for 12 years, if you've been a lawyer for 12 years, if you've been a doctor for 12 years, if they say you were a doctor for 12 years, but you never made it to the top hospital, but you were just a lower end doctor, were you a bust? Was your education a bust? Did you waste your, your degree? But, or if you were a doctor for 12 years, you were a doctor for 12 years. You know what I'm saying? But sports is sensational. We use it to get people hype. Um, and you know, it has a history to it. But like Jalen Rose, he did a segment where he said, we gotta retire that word. We have to retire that word because if someone is in the NBA, he made $63 million a year, you know, I think everyone will wanna be a bust. Every single person that's calling him a bust, except for, you know, stacking those guys. See, it's different for stacking those guys. Those guys played in the NBA. They accomplished what they wanted to accomplish in the NBA. They went to higher heights. So if they want to say it right or wrong, they can say it because they're at that level. Everyone else got to shut up. You, you ain't know everyone. Yeah, but what? you know what? Uh, um, Kwame said something really key. He said the NBA is a fraternity. So he kind of expected that this is expectation that anyone who Whoa. comes from the same a family would be respectful enough not to call him that or criticize his game and, and, and understanding that, listen, this is a small NBA fraternity we have. Not many of us make it to the league. So why are you guys coming at me when I was with you guys in the trenches? So from that aspect, I kind of see where he's coming from. His perspective. We're in a new era coach. now, Carl. Yeah, we're in a new era where, where remember they used to say rappers want to be basketball players, basketball players want to be rappers. Well, now media people want to be professional athletes and prof professional athletes want to be media people. So it would be different coming from like a Stephen A. Smith or Jamel Hill. Their job is literally to cause controversy, stir up the pot, get as many clicks as possible. Where your teammate's job is to kind of like keep everything in-house. If you was a bust, you was a bust, but you still was on my team. You still held me down. We may have been out before and had a fight. You held me down. We may have been in the locker room and I was cursing out the coach and you had my back. You know, I may have had a situation where I lost a family member or something and you came to me in the locker room, said, hold your head up, man. We still love you. Like you break that bond and then you go on a podcast and they were passively aggressively dogging him on that Gilbert Arenas podcast. Anybody could say what they want. I know what they were doing. And they was like, oh, he might've been the best number one pick. Like they were killing the guy. And, and, and so what Kwame was saying was, yo, I talked to some of these guys. They don't talk like that when I'm around. Ain't nobody called me a bust in my face. Mm -hmm. He was on the team with me. You ain't never mm -hmm. say I never lived up to expectations in my face. But now that you got a little podcast, it's easy for you to say something just so you can get more clicks. You soft. And that's basically what he did. He called them dudes soft, and their response is Matt Barnes, you know, he, he pleaded the fifth. He said you should call MJ, be mad at MJ. And for drafting, uh, if I saw yeah, that, yeah, yeah. He said, you know, he played the fifth. Yeah, you so... Know, oh, well, so, hold on. Let me... I wanted to ask... Um, I wanted to ask Mac a question when he was talking about busts really quickly, Carl. Yeah, um, go ahead. Really quickly, where, where would you rank Anthony Bennett then, Mac? Because to me, he's... Kwame Brown's not the worst draft pick to me. To me, it's Anthony Bennett. So, mm -hmm. is he not a bust, or... Because he didn't last 10, 12 years in the league. He, he didn't. He made, he made $16 million. I, I just think the word bust is a bad term because they still are NBA players. They're still at the higher echelon of the highest sport yeah. in the least percentage ever. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like somebody yeah. can say, like when people used to say, Jamal, you didn't make it to the NBA. Do you feel like your career was a bust? I'm like, yo, I played overseas for four years. 3% of basketball players play overseas. So you can't call me a bust if I'm a part of the 3%. If you say you're a part of 3% of any level of a job profession, you're not a bust. So if you're in the 1%, you're not a bust. You just uh, don't You live. know what? Can I get a hot tag right here? Ziggy knows where I'm going. There are only 2% of black male teachers here in the, in, in the country. We're not a so bust. We're not a bust. So I got to throw that <laughs> out know, there. I, I got to throw that stat out there. Sorry. <laughs> but, but, but Ziggy, you know, but that's where it's all about terminologies. Like mm -hmm. if you said, like the word bust just has negative connotation to it. 
Like, you know, if I said somebody's a thug, or I said, you know, somebody's a tough guy. If I say you're a thug and a tough guy, it's you know, the thug is a negative connotation. Tough guy just means you're the toughest person in the room. So right. when you say, hey, Kwame Brown, to be picked number one, to be picked, to be picked number one, he never, he never made it to that level. You know, he never made it to where he, he, he we thought he should be as other number one picks, you know, then that's where it comes down to. You know what um, I mean? It's, it's all terminology. So, so, so Ziggy, uh, I, I saw on your IG that uh, Matt Barnes, uh, I guess, was opening the door for Kwame to come on the podcast. Now, what are the chances we get real Kwame to come in and, 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 and participate? Uh, so that was, that was my next question, right? Because, like, Matt, if anybody saw the, if you didn't see the Instagram video, basically, well, before he threw out the challenge, he low-key disrespected him a little bit. He told him to basically stop giving him fellatio, basically. And looking at it now afterwards, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Are we going to get the same Kwame Brown that was on YouTube? And I don't think we are because he's already said, hey, if if I got to be on these shows, I'm not going to curse. I just want y'all to hear my story. So I think it's going to be, you know, tapered down a little bit. But maybe we will get a little bit of feistiness here and there because these are three guys who all, you know, ain't going to back down. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to go down. Um, I want to see if he's going to accept the invite. Um, if anybody doesn't know, I'm a huge All The Smoke fan. And I know they have a couple of interviews in the pipeline with, you know, Isaiah Thomas and Jeremy Lin and Baron Davis. So I would like to see when they're actually going to record uh, Kwame and actually if they're going to actually put that out. All right, let me get to uh, Florida State of Mind here. Paul, man, how you doing, sir? Hey, hey first of all, how's it going, fellas? We're Carl, good. What's going on, brother? I'm glad you got Mac in there. Uh, you know, we got some spectrum outages out here in the south. You know, as of 407, <laughs> three minutes before we was going live, you know, I was excited about this topic, and I almost missed it. Uh, but I did have it up on the screen, and I'm with Mac, you know, 100%. How could we sit here and call – the top 1% of the 1% of the 1% of the world, what they do with bus, no matter what the job is, right? Uh, we can't be made Brown was a number one draft pick and he didn't have Shaquille O'Neal numbers because guess what? Shaquille O'Neal is an exception, right? Uh, when we think about extreme athletes, amazing athletes and what they're able to produce, that's what becomes the exception. Hall of Fame talent is not attached to being drafted number one, right? It is an unfortunate expectation that us as fans globally have put on where these guys are drafted. Team need plays a role, right? Uh, Most of us remember that Washington Wizards team that took Kwame Brown. They were terrible in front court, right? So, and when we look at Kwame Brown's statistics and what he was doing with the limited tape at that time, hey, I don't blame them, right? Like, but he did do his profession for 10 years. A bus does not stick around for a decade, to Max's point, right? We didn't see Adam Morrison float around the league playing valuable minutes in the NBA as a number one draft pick for a decade, right? He had a couple years in L.A. They forced him on the court. He wasn't the guy. They part ways. And it's no different from my profession, right? I hire people. That's what I do. Been doing it for 12 years. They don't always pan out. When I sit at the round table and we talk about expectations, projections, what we think, why we're going to pay you X, Y, and Z based on what the standard rate of pay is. It is no different when a ball club drafts a guy number one or number 13, 
let's also keep it real. The NBA selects 60 people. And, you know, I caught some of Zig's point, and I just want to throw this out there. Why I support the message from Kwame Brown uh, is because he spoke to a place of the fraternity. And being a New Yorker and going to a community school, I wasn't a part of the frat. Mm. Uh, and it's, I'm not a jealous individual, as most of you know, right? So one of the things I've always been jealous of, are all of my friends who went south, went north, went east, or wherever, and had the luxury of being a part of fraternity and what that brotherhood looked like. So when Kwame speaks from a place of, right, <laughs> when he speaks from a place of the brotherhood and what these guys are doing and talking about, sure, all the smoke in theory is a great podcast. But when he starts digging deep and cutting, like, I mean, he literally was deboning a fish, right? That's the part of the message I do support. We can't clown a man for not becoming the next Tim Duncan, because guess what? We will never see a Tim Duncan again, right? We can't clown the man for not becoming the next Allen Iverson. Because I'm here to tell you, we will never see Allen Iverson again. So when we talk about bust, this is a guy who put the work in. Despite what people may say, if you're a decade in the elite of the elite class of sports, the most visual of American sports, which is the NBA, he did the work for a decade. Think about how many people don't keep a job for a decade, let alone right. a career job. Right, and Paul, to add to that point, though, again, after right? he left the Wizards, the other teams, he, he got contracts. So he right. kept getting jobs. So it's a matter of, and certain players, if they're not meeting those expectations, they don't get jobs. He kept getting uh, uh, contracts to get jobs. So I don't understand, and why do we keep labeling that term bust? Like, can we say underachieved? Is that a better way of saying it? Or as Max said, that's not the clickbait so, that people are looking for. So to answer your question, I, I'm going to answer it sideways, which is not usually what I do. I'm a direct guy, right? <laughs> but to answer your question, this is why I absolutely, and I, and I hate to bring my NFL panel in on this, right? But this is why the value of the NFL and its structure is the best structure we have for professional sports, right? The NFL, they don't take the best player in the draft every year. All 32 teams got they consider is a number one of seven. Zig, in a couple oh. minutes, we're going to have some uh, other contributors to discuss uh, this uh, playing tournament uh, matchup tonight and the playoffs. But real quick. Well, I'm not even going to lie to you, man. Um, I had a long, hard day at work. So when I got in, I was only able to catch the Pacers and the Hornets. And I totally fell asleep on that Celtics game. But I had picked the Wizards from the beginning. And um I'm not surprised that, you know, they lost. You know what I mean? Because Jason Tatum, what, what's that word that y'all always say? That boy is special? No, you got to say it right. That boy special! Nah, I'm, I'm not doing that shit. But oh. I, I get it. I get it. I, I get it. And I'd say I'm, it right. I'm, I'm happy to see, you know, the Celtics do what they got to do because I'm looking forward to seeing Kyrie um, cook y'all something real serious. Listen, talk nice. All right? <laughs> Be nice. Be nice. Let's Let's... Let's leave that series to grown folks. All right. You, 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 you guys puffing your chest over there. Let's we in. So let us let us do our thing. All yeah, right. Let, 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 my let, chest. let us do our thing. Let us do our thing. Okay. Um, coach, what were your thoughts on the playing games from last night? Um, as expected with the paces, the slapping. Um, I knew that was gonna happen. I didn't believe in the Hornets at all. I told you they were too young. They, you know, mellow, those guys, Terry Rosier, those guys struggled. Mm -hmm. Uh with the Celtics, you know. There's something that we can you can say who's going to win any game, but players have to make it happen. 
And what we saw last night was a player putting the team on his back and having an exceptional performance, an out-of-body performance. You know, if you say, if, if Jason Tatum gets his average, Boston probably loses that game. He gets his average, they probably lose the game. You know, that's just, if you just going to go on a point, on a point stand, he played above and beyond and he stepped up and that's what good players, that's what special players did. And Boston, they showed their pedigree, you know, tough team. When it comes down to those one game playoff situations, if you've been there before, you kind of know what, you know, know what it looks like. Bradley building those guys, it's their first rodeo too. So I was wrong on, on picking the Wizards. I still got the Wizards. Um, I don't know. I, I like what the Pacers did. So I got to go back to it and see who watched the well, matchups. And speaking of the Pacers, we have the resident Pacer fan. I, <laughs> I believe it's the only one. And Mike, I've done my research and I'm in other groups and other podcasts. I do not know another Reggie, uh, another Pacers fan out there. So we only have the one and only exclusive Mike Miller. Is He's here. Your Pacers, as concerned you were, Karis LeVert, COVID protocol, you guys showed up yesterday in that play-in. How proud are you? Cook them, Spanked right? Make them. Talk about Spanked it. Talk about them. it. I'm very proud. You, and you know, I was worried when you sent me that text. I was like, oh man, what else? Who else is going to get hurt? But then my man Malcolm came back. So once Malcolm came back, oh, shouts out to brother Malcolm. Mal Malcolm X would have been 96 today. So see, I'm Malcolm. So uh, Malcolm Brogdon came back. And man, it was just, you saw the difference between veteran teams that have been in the playoffs and the young teams. The young team just walked in there. It was a regular season game. I think it was uh, Miles Bridges mentioned it after the game. Was it Miles? Yeah, I think it was him that mentioned it after the game. He talked about how do you – or Mikel, one of them. But I think I'm getting his name messed up. But they – everybody on the Hornets pretty much talked about how they were – Cody Zeller talked about it, how they just were not prepared for this type of game. They took it like a regular season, but my team – we was in the playoffs last year. Damo and them was in the playoffs. So Malcolm was in the playoffs. So they understand the moment and they hit a sense of urgency. Punch him in the face and then you just keep punching him in the face. And Damo, and what was crazy was, Damo had a horrible first half offensively. He was like one for nine, but he was doing other things. That's why Chuck and them said after the game, this is a superstar because of his ability to affect the game when he's not doing one thing. He could do other things. So I was very impressed, very proud of them to step up and do what was needed to get into this next game. And man, these stinking wizards. You uh, think they're the gonna keep falling, Mike? What'd you say? You think those threes gonna keep falling? Because y'all was raining a lot of threes against um, the Hornets last night. I think those I think those will come down and Damo's numbers will go back up. So that's what I feel confident in. I don't feel confident that we're going to score 144. But the Wizards, we just scored 133 on them, 132 on them a week ago. So it's not like they don't – because they we, we both play fast paces. And so because we both play fast, the Wizards didn't play fast last night. But they normally play fast, and we normally play fast. So it's, it's going to be a high-scoring game. So I don't think we we may not necessarily hit all those threes, but I do think Damo can can play better. I, I, I'm picking us to win the game. So a lot right, of toast so, for playing games, man. Are you starting to get oh, coach, 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 oh, coach, 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 coach? You gonna start that? No, say it with your chest because you're here. Listen, we all here. We we all gonna trash talk. I'm in. So I'm I, I can talk. I'm in now. I'm in. I ain't got no. I'm, I'm in. So I'm good. Talk your talk, Matt. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. Listen, listen. We got two plans. 
Two many I, segments. That's it, man. Let's listen, 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 Coach can back me up. We got, we got, listen, we got two other play-ins here. We got Mike still has to play in. The Lakers still have to play in. We so, gotta give Ed some love too. We got no, to So why him. is he here? No, why is he here? <laughs> in, in the words of in the in the words of Jamie Foxx, I heard your jokes. I heard your jokes. All right, I heard you. I see okay. you. Don't. When, I'm, I'm not even gonna address you right now, Big Mac. Y'all y'all got it or whatever the case. But when my team get in the play-in, I mean the playoffs. You're in the play-in. Yeah. See, you don't even know. I'm talk, no, that's why I, I corrected myself. I corrected myself. I corrected myself. He don't know. I corrected myself. But you are oh, in the play-in. Cool. What are you talking about? That's cool. No, no I, on said the we, I said when we get in the playoffs after tonight, that's when I'm going to have to talk to that right now. But you, yeah, but, but as no, of right I now, you can't say anything because you're in the play-in. What do you exactly, which is what I just said. I said, I'm not saying nothing. To, I said, I heard his joke. I'm not saying nothing to him until my team is on an we'll adequate level. As a playing team, I have nothing. Even though even though it was injuries, as a playing team, I have nothing to say. We don't care about those. We don't care about that. We don't care about that. No, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. No, no, I am going to do it. No, you're not. We're not going to do that. We don't want the energy. Nobody Big else Kwame does that. Energy. Nobody else does that. You, you are not going to make that. Big energy. Coach, what were you going to say? No excuse. Coach, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say he said he heard my joke, but he also heard me say the Lakers will win tonight. So uh, yo, I, I call it like a fan. No, I missed that part. I missed that part. No, I said that. Most people can say what they want as fans, but I say it straight down the line. I'm making my jokes because I deserve to make my jokes, but I've got to call the games like Which is why I have nothing to say. i got to call the games like I see them. i got the Lakers winning. But the fact is, at 10 o'clock tonight, we will be watching the playing game. Yo, listen, man. Yo, I, I, will, I'm, I accepted it the first time we talked about it the other day. I'm not accepting it from you today, Mac. Get him. You know what happened. The last time you was in the playoffs, get him. Oh, yeah, y'all got it. Got you it. know who you saw. So it. cut it out. But listen, but listen, listen, but listen, yeah, Mike. But listen, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to ask. Mike, how old but, were you when that happened? Okay, hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. How old were you the last time? It doesn't matter because again, you got call. Call. Here we go. Okay, but here we go. Remember, remember, hold on. When when the Knicks fans when like three years ago, the Knicks fans was talking about the year they won the Atlantic Division when we had Carmelo. People was like, no, talk about now. Don't talk about right. what Melo was here. It's like, yeah, talk about and then now. now they're doing it. Exactly. <laughs> now they're doing it. We don't want to talk about now. We don't want to talk about now. No. Listen. Let's talk about the past. History channel. History channel. Listen, guys. Listen. Listen, guys. To be fair, in the, in the interest of fairness, the Knicks have a higher seed. The Knicks clinch. They, they weren't in the playing situation. So to be fair, we're talking about now. We're talking about now. Yeah, that's it. There's nothing to say. All I ask from the Knicks fan, you respect me. Because the last time... No, we was respect the Lakers. Hold on. The Lakers won the championship last year. How are we not going to respect the Lakers? We respect the Lakers. Respect somebody, then. We, Matt you got, got a point. Matt got a point. Y'all got to calm down. Okay, hold on a second. Let me get to Paul here. Let me get to Paul real quick. Paul, Paul. So, let me get to Paul. Paul's been patiently waiting. Paul, you advocated yourself last season, and you declared yourself a Knicks fan last year. You did yeah, do that. Man. You made a three-minute video and you declared it, and people looked at you and raised their eyebrows and thought you were crazy. Talk about hey, it. Hey, hey, here's what I'm gonna tell you. So when you go south, you get a bad hairline, B. But one thing, <laughs> the one thing I told y'all well before the draft, before the end of last season, I told y'all I was joining Nick Nation uh, solely because I felt like the future was gonna be bright. All right. Shout out to Nick Nation. Shout out to Mac. 
Shout out to my pops up in heaven, the loyal Nick fans that stuck through because I wasn't one of them. But shout out to y'all, B. Y'all deserve y'all moment. Uh, the Knicks will beat Atlanta. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not. I mean, Atlanta's tough. Don't get me wrong. I like the ingredients that I'm seeing. When you have that defensive mind, we know in the playoffs defense matters, bro. And I think they have enough to get past Atlanta. I don't know about Philly, but we got to cross that bridge when we get there. You know what I'm saying? Get those Philly cheesesteaks when we get there. Um, but I do want to say this. The Lakers will blow out the, the Warriors tonight as I ship gears. Um, because when you, got, when you got the guys that the Lakers got, there's no disrespect to Steph. I love Steph, right? Steph ain't enough. You're going to need a magical night from Andrew Wiggins. You're going to need a miraculous night from Draymond Green. You're going to need Kent Bazemore to reverse the clock to Atlanta Bazemore doing funny stuff to get texts. You're going to need a lot of things to happen to beat this team. So for that, I got the Lakers plus 18, plus 20, whatever y'all want to call it. Yo, and I'm with you. I'm like that. Shout out to the Knicks. And I got the Lakers tonight. Y'all know he like that. <laughs> They're not going to be able to do nothing with my guy. Who, Anthony Davis? Yo, but yo, shout out to shout out to Mike Miller though. <laughs> I didn't think they had a chance without Karis LeVert. <laughs> boy, was I wrong. <laughs> shout out oh. to Sabonis. <laughs> but this chip, the, tonight start tonight start the defense of seventeen. Tonight starts the defense of championship number seventeen, soon to be eighteen. That's why this shirt is being worn. And listen, I need this is a. This is a, no, this is a real dark tomorrow. This is that happens. No, but you know what? But you know what? It's what I don't understand. The light, the light came. But listen, listen, you know what I say to this? It's, it will be karma though, because considering who Anthony is and we know how he feels about a particular player. And that doesn't need to don't be named. Don't say the name. Oh, I'm loving, loving that No, part. no, no. He calls I'm him, loving that call part. Him, um, um, Steph, right? Steph Curry, right? Who, no? Seth? I mean, Steph. Steph, call him Seth. So Seth. again, so again. You're talking about we, Seth? We know what's at stake here. Say, right? We know what's at stake here. We do know what's at stake here, right? <laughs> Listen, we, anything can Not happen. only is, Tell him not back. only are the Lakers at stake, your Hitler Street credentials are at stake. I'm just letting you know that right now. Nah, yo, yo. You know what? I have nothing to worry about. It's Jar who has a lot to worry about. You know what, they, the Lakers, you know what's so good about the Lakers? They playing with house money. Like this is the, like, if, like they are so, they are playing with house money because like if by some miracle, they lose tonight, by a miracle. Beautiful. They not losing the next game. No, they not. They not, they not. they not losing the next game. I mean, I don't think they losing tonight, but they not losing the next game. Absolutely. So if I'm a Laker fan, I'm feeling real comfortable right now. Those, those, but, that but, nine, but what you just. But Mac, remember what you just said. Anything, it's smart. one day. Nah, but it's Memphis, I like the Mac smart against the ninth or tenth seed way better because when you have one of those players who can get a fifty, like we just saw Jason Tatum, that's when mm -hmm. anything can really happen. But those other ninth and tenth place teams, they don't got that guy. And Mac, tell so him if we, get, is, if, if we get eight, if, if we get eight, who we have to face? Utah. Oh, okay. And Utah, yeah, right? So we well, got remember, one more. So wait. I've so we got one more person joining the panel. Uh, he had I've to come in. Real Yo, why is he in, so long? He got the fresh face, the clean. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't even recognize what's like going on, Mr. Jarvis. Okay, he Mr. Jarvis joined the party, so it's like a trash talk party. We got some Knicks oh. fans in here who are who are in. We got the Laker fans who are on the ropes in the play-in. What up, teammate? Fan who just made it? We got a Pacer fan who's still on the ropes. 
So everyone's got I'm their territory. He said the road. You are on the ropes. Listen, you're still on the ropes. You can go home tomorrow. You can go home earlier than I can. I'm in guarantee. Are you in guarantee? Yes or no? Are you in guarantee? Yes or no? Can you let Jobs speak? No, you're not. Yeah, okay, you're word, Jarvis. No, you're not. I don't even know what's going on right now. It's just so much yelling from Carl. Carl got a lot of time. This is this is this is what I talk about with Carl. The Celtics win. He whined all season. We're we're gonna be garbage. Now today he gets on a live and shows off for the audience. You make me sick, Carl. I swear to God, you you Celtics <laughs> front runners. You're no better than the Knicks fans right now. We're not on the ropes. We're winning Ain't by nothing a wrong with tonight. the Knicks fans. Ain't nothing yeah, wrong with the Knicks fans. You, Ain't nothing you, wrong with the Knicks fans. You are one of like five who make sense on the planet. So Ziggy, okay. Ziggy's two. Ziggy's I don't trust one. Ziggy. Z- Ziggy's a double agent. Okay, so Red Jarvis, let me ask you this question though. Honestly, knowing that Steph player, the two-time scoring champion, is going into a, a, a do or die situation. Now, now we're talking basketball, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, so what do you expect from this game coming from Steph Curry? I mean, and I, I know Paul just said that he expects it to be a blowout, but what are your thoughts? X's and O's coaching going into a one-game scenario here in this play. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna pull an Anthony Mullen off the rip. Is 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 it one player playing or is it or is it a five on five? I mean, we we know what Steph is gonna do. Steph is gonna get his numbers. Steph is gonna probably get about 25 to 30 tonight. He'll probably get about six and six somewhere in that vicinity. But what about the rest of the team? This, this you know, I like again, like I love the Lakers more than I love anything else. With the exception of one game where we were up 20 and we just took our foot off the gas, we've been smacking them with stuff on the court all year. I don't expect anything to change tonight. We're going to win by 10 plus. It's going to, you know, shout out, shout out to Steph. He'll take care of whoever he plays in the second round of the play-in tournament. But tonight is barbecue chicken. Why? Because too much of y'all are being disrespectful. Too much of y'all got like short-term memory loss. Like, like, like the Lakers didn't get hurt. Like, we were in 21-7 and seven before the injury bargain PTO came into play. Mac, I saw you talking a little hot. I saw you, bro. Like, out of respect, what did I haven't... Your little giggle about the player tournament was all I needed to hear. You, you are part of the problem. No, 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 no. I, am part, I heard the giggle. I am part of reality. You heard me giggle, but you heard me tell the truth. I always can say my jabs but speak the truth. That's what you do, right? You say no. your jabs, you make your jokes, and you speak the truth. I said no. my jabs, and then in the same segment, call, which I don't see, is call, use the bait for the clip, because mm-hmm. that's how call does his media tricks. In mm-hmm. the same segment, I said, nobody's beating the Lakers. They're going to, I mean, they're going to win the first round mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and they're going to win the first playing game against the uh, Warriors, hands mm-hmm. down. And it was, I said that. But I'm going to make my giggles. Coach, but coach, you're from the town. So, so when you, when you send that shot, even if you talk nice after, we know what that means. You could do it's that the with truth. them, but you from so the town, So what does it mean, bro? right? It, it means the truth. Everybody killed the Knicks, and you thought we was going to be in a playing game. Nobody believed in us. Yeah. And right. now, when your team is in the playing game, I'm just going to call it like it is. Injuries or not, you guys in the talk playing game. We in a playing game because we lost two of the top ten players in the league. And that happens. That's so, it. For real. Yeah. And that, that doesn't that doesn't give people clearance to get crazy. That's my point. Like, don't get out of pocket now because that's what I'm hearing. It's a lot of out of pocket. Reserve yourself. There's been a lot of hoopla last couple years in regards to how good of a coach Steve Kerr is, right? Some say he was handed the Mark Jackson special, took him to another level. Oh, please. Could I honestly ask my fellow brothers here? 
This is an all-black panel, I might ask. Shout out to the Black Lives Matter. Shout out to the Blacks out there in the world. <laughs> Carl, Big fist. Big fist. Call out on diversity, but we'll, we'll get there at another point. <laughs> but one game coming in as hot as the Warriors have been when healthy, with Steph, the return of Steph, they've been hot. Do we have our magnifying glass on Steve Kerr, right? Because this is an NCAA-type thing for him. You got one game. You had a few days to prepare to go out there, X and O, fully healthy, to play against a team that has lacked chemistry because they ain't been healthy, and get it done. With the MVP, who I think Steph is the MVP this season, the oh. world's going to pick Jokic. I think it's Steph. What's okay. the word? Not, not a I lot think of – depends on your well go, well, go ahead, Mike. I think that depends on – it'll depend on your expectation of what you think the Warriors should do. Like, for example – if you expect the Warriors to get blown out and partial and partially the reason or maybe the main reason is because they don't have enough pieces, then what would you actually be expecting Steve Kerr coaching wise to do? Now, you could say, well, maybe I expect him to make the game. But if they just don't have enough pieces, as you expect, like, for example, the, I believe the Lakers are going to try to dominate them in the paint. Now, Steve Kerr can't make Draymond seven feet tall you can't make Kavon Looney bigger so what it's all based on what your expectation would be for Steve Kerr in a game like this I mean Steph is built like that though right Stop. shut up man <laughs> thank you thank you so you know what so you know what let's ask ask the coach coach what do you think of what Paul said what are your thoughts on Steve Kerr is the magnet is the magnifying glass on him tonight no, not at all. Listen, come on. Are you kidding me? Like, you got to see what he's playing it. Like, listen, man. He is the magnifying glass in on Steve Curry, all. Like, if, if you you got the pieces. You, we see what place you're in. We see who you're playing against. Lakers are healthy. Like, any logical basketball fan is going to know what today's game is. If something miraculously happens, the players in the game made that happen. I don't care what X and O's. Someone once told me this. John Wooden won all those championships because he had the X and O's. No, he still had the Joes. You gotta have the Joes. It's not just Big the X and O's. So if, if something was to happen, it ain't because of him. Just like if they lose, it ain't because of him. It, it's those players got to get out there and do it. You know. So if it was a series, now give me a series, a seven game series, then I might say, you know what? You beat the Lakers in a seven game series. You show uh, me something. You show me. Boston losing is on Brad Stevens. I mean, to to answer the former MVP's question, I don't even think. In a seven-game series, you can even highlight coaching because the NBA at its core is a talent league. If, if Golden State had comparable talent, then we could get into the coach talk. But you don't have Oubre, you don't have your, your, your lottery pick, you don't have the size, you don't not you don't necessarily have the length to deal with the Lakers. You don't have the requisite parts. Yes, you have Draymond. Yes, you have Steph. Yes, they're gonna do some things. They're pros, and we've seen this season earlier this year that. If you if you take them lightly in like in a Laker matchup, there will be runs. Steph Steph is nuclear when he gets ready. You know what I mean? But the thing about the Lakers and, and the thing about coaching and even Vogel is Vogel's been playing with one hand behind his back all season. There's defensive schemes we've yet to see. There's approaches we've yet to see because the Lakers have been waiting for now. It, this whole season has never been about the regular season. Everything starts kind of sort of now, but length, LeBron, AD. Ain't no coaches be, is coaching up this Warriors team to beat that. That's just how I'm looking at it. It's not disrespect. It's just it's what it is. Now, now, 
this is my my audition as an EP. So shout out to y'all for answering that question the way you did. Now <laughs> here's taking your job. Oh, taking your job. He's got one more question before I take it back. <laughs> taking your job. That Perkins t-shirt on. Don't ask no more questions. Right? <laughs> if and you know I ain't an ifer, right? The Warriors pull out a win in Staples tonight. Mm -hmm. What do we then say about Steve Kerr, the coach, mentally preparing this team to go out there? And, and I mean, Vegas got it at five points. Five points for a playoff game is a lot, right? And he goes out there and the dub shocked the world on the road tonight. Does our perception change now, right? If he if he doesn't and Steph has like 15 points to 18 points, yeah, you, you change my mind. If Steph has a regular game and, and the Warriors somehow win, then you change. Steve Kerr, you did a miraculous job of taking him out of everything. Your best player didn't even play to his heights, and you still won. But if Steph gets 45 and they win, I'm saying Steph, Steph Curry more than Steve Kerr. Just That's like Brad right. Ziggy, what do you think? Just like Brad Stevens don't get credit for, for last night. Jason Tatum went stupid. Like, yeah. that ain't Brad Stevens. Ziggs, what do you think right here with the Steve Kerr talk? Uh, well, for me personally, I think Mac and um, Jaw pretty much said everything, right? Like, they don't have the players. Um, Wiseman is hurt. We don't even know if Oubre is going to show up. They don't know what kind of um, Wiggins is going to show up as well because he's very sometime-ish. Um, so personally, I, I, I just I don't I don't see it happening. I see the Lakers killing the Warriors for the same reasons that it was mentioned here on the panel. We're hearing a lot of AD talk. We're hearing a lot of Le um, we're hearing a lot of LeBron James talk. Don't forget Andre Drummond is also there too. Like where where are the Warriors getting the rebounding from? I, I just don't see it happening. And, and I. I but when when did when did Steve Kerr become a bad coach? Like, like I don't the, like, I, I'm getting I'm getting a vibe in this panel. Like I don't think he's a good coach because that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think nah, nah. I, I'm I'm crazy. Crazy. Like, I, never, I'm I never said that. That's that's <laughs> a okay. I just want to be clear. That's that, that's some, uh, that, that, that's yeah, a that's question. Like the perception Wait. about Steve Kerr Wait, is a bad just he's on a Mount Rushmore. What I'm the, I said I'm the crazy one that put him on my Mount Rushmore. But he's a great coach. Like there should be nobody arguing that. Like, no, there was a lot okay. of yeah. He's all right. He's all right. But you know what, guys? Before I let you go, Mike, Mike, I'm going to circle back to our uh, initial debate to start. And Ray, let us go. And, 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 and Ray, <laughs> I want to get your opinion on this, too. The Kwame Brown situation, and we were discussing the term busts when it comes to mm -hmm. top talent and top ah. So, um, Ray, let me ask you first here. Uh, is that word misused when we address and we're assessing players and Kwame Brown and him having to, quote, unquote, clap back to uh, the All Smoke podcast. What are your thoughts here? No, I, I don't I don't think it's misused generally. It's not 100% certain as far as the use of it. Case in point, I use myself as an example. Prior to maybe last season, I called Jalen Brown a bust. It took Jalen Brown some time to find himself in the league, but he did. But up until last season, in my eyes, he was a bust. I was wrong. Kwame Brown, on the flip side of that, he was, for all intents and purposes, a bust. But the fact that people have been dragging him for 15 years. Funny. At at at, at mm -hmm. some point, you you have to you have to defend yourself as a man. So I'm not mad at Kwame Brown for for feeling how he feels because it's not a matter. It's not like Jeannie Buss when we go back to the podcast was was fixing her mouth to talk crazy about him. The host decided to crack some jokes while Jeannie was there. It was unsolicited shots. He caught a stray for no reason. You know what I mean? So it's at a certain point, I played with y'all. I played in the league. Even, even if he was one of the sorriest bigs ever, he was the number one pick in the draft. He played with Jordan and Kobe. He got an NBA bag. 
So you have to talk nice on some type of a level. Like the common man shouldn't even be fixing their mouth to be mad at him right now. He defended himself. And, and it just shows you how internet culture is so toxic that people feel like a person who's a success in life is somehow a failure to a person who works at McDonald's. It's ridiculous. The word bust is apropos nine times out of 10, yes, to answer your initial question. Mike, what are your thoughts on the term bust when we're evaluating talent and draft picks? And what, do you, when, what are your thoughts on this Kwame Brown situation? I think it's, it's like most uh, subjective terms like that. It all depends on who you ask. So like you could say he's a bust because he's the number one pick, um, but, you, but then somebody else is going to say, well, he played 12 years in the NBA. So that doesn't sound like a bust if you just get, but then somebody else will say, well, look at his numbers. Of course he's a bust. So I think it's all uh, subjective on how you use the term bust. It's hard to really determine. But, but Mike, what do you think? To describe a bust. Do I, I don't, I, I mean, based on that, I didn't know he played 12 years. So for that, no, I, I wouldn't say he was a bust if he was able to sustain a career that long. I think the average NBA career is like five years or something like that. He doubled that. So to me, no, you you were able to make an NBA roster consistently. Nah, you can't be a bust for that. But I do understand when people look at, well, he was the number one pick. He's a franchise leader. But then, of course, if you listen to Kwame Brown when he talked about it, and then other people talked about about what MJ did to a 17-year-old and, and all of the emotional things he had to go through, then you can kind of understand why he maybe didn't reach his the pinnacle that he should have reached. So it's a lot of things into it. And so we, Ray, it's like you just said, sometimes we go too far about it. And then when they mentioned it, they mentioned it with Jeannie, then mentioned it with Gilbert Arenas. And he eventually was like, yo, bro, it's been no. 20 years of this. Y'all got to stop. Like, because we don't do this with Michael Oliver Candy. We don't do this with um Bennett that got drafted number one. We don't yeah. do this with nobody else but him. Morrison, so number three. He, Morrison, he, yeah. He, he at Adam Morrison. Uh, it's all types of busts that Jordan drafted and have been in the NBA. Every number one pick, we don't still talk about Sam Bowie like that. We just say, oh, they should have picked Jordan. But we don't drag him through the mud. He's not a joke like that. So Kwame Brown saying, yo, bro, it's been 20 years. Enough is enough. Keep my name and out your mouth. And you can't beat me. And you can't beat me. So that's, that's what he said. <laughs> he, no, that's the most what important he part. He said, <laughs> now, he said, bottom line, keep my name out your mouth. But if you want to, then y'all can fight me. Now, I, I mean, don't advocate that he fights them, but, and Matt Barnes said today, come on all the smoke and you could talk to them face to face. But Kwame's probably like, no, I don't want to talk to none of y'all. Like, I want to fight you really, but no, I think- <laughs> Carl, let me ask I you real quick. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Ziggy. So prior to Mike and Jav and Ant coming on to the show, it seemed like you were siding with Mac and Paul, right? And saying that, how could he be a bust? Um, we know how you do. So let me ask you this now. If- you yeah, if you're not gonna call Kwame Brown a bus, a bus, right? Are you gonna stop calling oh. him a bum? Wait, 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 wait. Stop. Time, I, time out. Mm. You said that Kwame Brown wasn't a bust. I was, said that the was. word no, was. yes. I, I, I said that I, I said that he wasn't team. a bus. Yeah. I'm saying he wasn't based on right. he wasn't. Yeah, under John, you missed a lot, John. Yeah, underachieved. I, and that's why I came in and said, could we change the word to See, underachieved and bust? This, like, that's what this, I said. This is the game that Carl plays so that y'all don't try to corner him later. No, <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? No, no, no it's no game. game. It's no game. It's no game. He's a bust. He's a number one draft pick. When was the last time I said James Harden was a bust? Ziggy, when was the last time I said that? I haven't said that in a while. And I'm not too sure about the Celtics. That's why we're not hearing it. Listen, I, 
listen, I haven't said that in years, and I explained yes. that term. And also, I admitted to saying maybe it was a little harsh. You can go back. Where's Greg? You can go back and check. Go back and check. You can go back and check. I said that term bum was a little harsh. I did say that. But Job, to go back to that point about the word bust, I said, how about we switch it out for the word underachieved as opposed to using the term bust? Um, you got it. You got to call. You see, this is the problem. You with didn't do that either. This is the problem in 2021. We we want to massage everybody's feelings. No, listen. Kwame Brown is right to defend himself. But for 12 years, you were robust. You didn't live up to your draft status. Oh, so both, things, was a bust. both things can he be didn't true. He didn't draft himself, though. It doesn't matter. We can't do that. Okay, go ahead, Coach. Exactly we, can. Going, we should. We at you didn't live should. up to expectations. Coach, it is go ahead. So you know what I want to say then? Then I'm going to say... Coach. I want to say... Michael Jordan, the head coach, the other general manager, all the evaluating scouts, you were bust too. Because exactly. you didn't live up. Yeah, like, I agree. But it's not Kwame Brown. I'm not blaming Kwame. You know what it is? You're right, Joff. You're right, Joff. Let's bring this back. Kwame Brown was a bust in the term, if you're going to use the term bust. But that doesn't mean that Kwame Brown said he was the number one pick. He's a bust to all you other people yeah. who said he deserved to be the number one pick. Right. And you held him exactly. to the standards that you messed up at. But so this, really so you were wrong. But this, is, but this is what it is. This is what it, okay, is. That's what it is. There's a personal connotation attached to calling the player yeah. the bust. When in reality, it's just a function of your job title. If you get hired for a job and you're sorry, you're a bust. It doesn't mean you're a bad guy. It's, it's a way to pass it, the it buck. It doesn't mean... Okay, Okay, so Anthony, go ahead. You haven't had a chance to speak. Go ahead. What are your thoughts here, man? Go ahead. Okay, exactly. Like, basically, he's not a bus. There's no such thing as a bus or whatever the case. That's a media, that's a media-created narrative, like most sports narratives, that, again, they use to, again, pass the buck. Like said, players don't get to pick and choose where they get to play, live, play with, none of that, or whatever the case, unless you get to that status, you know, like the superstars of the world, and then you get to choose different things like that. But uh, before, when you initially get drafted, you go play where you get drafted and where you say go play. You had somebody earlier who used to, and then that's another thing too, nobody wants to talk about the politics. Don't stop, let's stop acting like, let's stop acting naive like these draft picks is just based on what we think your ceiling is and all that stuff. No, a lot of it is politics. And what did he bring up? Politics. Why was he drafted number one? Politics. He was only drafted number one because Jordan thought he was going to use him for another deal and it didn't happen. That's why he was drafted number one, not because somebody thought he was the best thing smoking in that draft. Okay, so we got to if we're going to talk about busting and everything, we have to talk about everything across the board because it's not based on talent. It's not based on what we think you can do. A lot of it is based on uh, politics, just like the just like the football player who on draft night when somebody put out a video of him uh, smoking and out of a bong as if that meant something. What happened? He dropped because of politics, not because that made him less of a player, because of politics. So if we're gonna talk about busting all of this other stuff, let's talk about the politics of the game. Let's talk about how MJ was a piece of trash and how he treated that young man. Let's talk about how MJ didn't even get to own the Wizards team because of how he treated the Wizards and all of those players. And every, But of course the narrative is that MJ got a raw deal because they said they would give him ownership. No, he didn't get a raw deal. He talked his way out of it being MJ. So again, if we're gonna talk, let's 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 again, as I always like to say, let's keep things in its proper perspective. perspective. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanna I just wanna respond with two things. 
Hey, first of all, what you got in that bag? <laughs> <laughs> chill, 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 chill. Just know I keep it on me. I don't know what it is, but I keep it on me. All right, so, <laughs> Paul, what's your second point, bro? Go ahead. The second thing is, nah, man, listen. I think Mag hit, hit the nail on the head back when I was dealing with the Bush League spectrum outage out here in front of the swimming pool, man. It's, it's simple, dude. At the end of the day, we can sit here and call it to Ray's point based on what he did in his draft selection of us. But the real bus is on the person who hired him, the guy who scouted him, the guy who got approval from the guy who scouted him, the guy who drafted him, yep. and the guys who played with him, right? Everybody, it's a totality of accountability that's lacking. Well, we, just to be clear here, we making excuses for him being sorry? Is that what I'm hearing? That's, that's what's been happening. No, he wasn't no, sorry. He was good for his role. He wasn't sorry. He was good for his role. But again, but again, Jarv, but again, Jarv, we were talking about the percentages of people who actually make it to the NBA, and who, and again, it's very, very difficult to get to that top level, and we know mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. Given the fact that he made it and he played twelve he played years, twelve years, does that qualify? He was him? good at something. Again, That's to be cool. fair, to be fair, you're screens. Lakers, and to be fair, the Lakers and the Pistons gave him contracts. So after they evaluated I, 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 from the I, I, Wizards, I, 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 we traded for right, Kwame Brown, if I'm not mistaken, and then we got did. him out of there. Right. Immediately. He was valuable enough to get power. He was valuable enough to get power. Anthony. I hear you, bro, and I I know your Elmo. You know that I know what you do here, but I, I need you to be <laughs> I I need you to be serious for once on this panel. Two thousand eight, right, right before the All Star break, that was your energy for Kwame Brown before the power trade. Be honest. No, nah, I never. I I never really had any energy no, towards no, 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 Kwame. No. You, you you were you happy with Kwame Brown as your center? I wasn't. Yes, actually, yeah. You're lying. It's okay. I'm not. You're lying. Act around. You're lying. I, I, no, act around. I'm act around. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I don't make those decisions. I don't make those. I act around. I don't make those decisions. I didn't love the Lakers when we was when we was uh top when we was in the lottery and in the draft pick. You could love the Lakers, 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 Lakers. I didn't love the Lakers then. It would make Kwame Brown a bust because he didn't like it. Nah, but, but that doesn't what, what I'm saying is, is that bus. people people frame their arguments based on oh. the time that they're in. No, when, but I don't when, have when that thought sports players, players like right played, now. He didn't have this energy, but now because I didn't have no because, thoughts about because it. Because Anthony is a contrarian by nature. He wants to zag with me, Zig. Shout out to you, Zig. That's not true. This is what he's doing on the panel right now, and it's okay. Anthony, I, it's not Anthony, true. Anthony, it's okay. It's not true. It is. That's just like right now. Are we are we a solid team, top to bottom? No. Can we improve? Of course. But I am I going to say? I, no, because you're, you're exactly. But you're asking like me, you're like asking me like something like that I have no. Okay, okay, you're so, asking me okay. something that wasn't privy okay. to okay. me. Give me a second. Okay, so Ray Jarvis, back you're to that point. You're asking me something I didn't think okay, about. Okay, so Ray Jarvis, back to that point. Ray, Ray, so back to that point. Kwame Brown playing 12 years and being in an elite fraternity of players who do not actually make it to the league. Would that constitute as a bus is what part we're trying it, to get part at. Part of it is because, you know, we got to be honest on this panel. We just can't throw numbers around. Part of it is because of, of what the league was when Kwame was in the league. It was still, a, it was still to a certain degree, a big man's league. They were, there was a room for Kwame Brown when teams were carrying X amount of bigs. Yes, he was good you for his role. 
and, and he sets solid screens. So there you have it. In, in today's NBA, where it's a much smaller league, you don't perform the function. Even hell, 2010 to 2020, you could say about like 2013, like they, a guy like a Kwame Brown, as an example, he wouldn't last in the league. It's just, it's just a function of the times that the league was in, if we're being serious about it. All right, let me, let me push back years. on that real quick. Though. Big that didn't play 12 years. He did. So that, a number, that's, that's a all right. So now and now again, because y'all 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 playing with me, y'all follow the sport. Y'all know that GMs like to justify things. GMs are also fraternities. A guy who's drafted number one, who had moments like Kwame Brown where he looked like a number one pick, will always have equity amongst GMs because they feel like they can put him in a position to be successful. We gotta stop playing now. Like we like we all know what we're talking about here. Come no, on, guys. No. That's what I mean. They must have seen some talent, though. You just you just contradicted yourself. No, I did it. He's still a boss. Hang on, Andrew. Oh, <laughs> what are you yes. talking about? Okay, go ahead, Paul. So, yes, that's true, right? That is true. The GMs do have equity. I get it. They got their own return. But the reality is, he still was in the league, right? He could have gotten past it. And he was sorry. I don't understand what we're doing like here. Else. He was sorry. Right? But the truth is, the issue I got with the whole bus thing we're saying he's a bust because we're comparing what he did present day, whether it was then and now. So nobody's a bust then. That's, so that's what y'all say. So, no, so nobody's no, a bust. No, no, no. You need to get rid of the target. We're trying to assess the Okay, wait, wait, wait. Listen, listen, Ray, time out. Until players actually get picked on talent. Shut up, man. Give me a chance. Shut up. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're trying to assess the word. We're trying to assess the word bust and saying, should we just not use it and say, okay, this player underachieved as opposed to calling him right. a bust. No, we could use it. Is bust, let me ask Coach, is bust the lowest level as far as the status of a Hooper or NBA player? Isn't there something below bust or is it bust the bottom the bottom level? No, I think bum, well, you know what? Go ahead. So look, 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 look. look. <laughs> All right, Coach. I mean, some, <laughs> pause. Cause I'm from New York. I grew up in Harlem, so I gotta say pause. <laughs> gotta say pause. Shout out to Killer Cam. But um, oh, man. Oh, you gotta be. Some people don't even get the opportunity to be to be called a bust. Right. So that that's like the lowest. That's the guys who I knew like in tenth grade. You were ranked number one in tenth grade, mm. and when it came down to the you were ESPN top one hundred number one in tenth, and when we came to draft status, you you ended up playing in Europe, which is nothing bad about it, but you know right. you just didn't get there. But um. I think I like what I like what everybody's saying. I, I think what we need to get to is just the word bust. Is he a bust to standards of what his pick normally does? For that, you can say yes. That's but all I'm saying. So what Ann is saying is the deeper connotation into what we're talking about is not on the player. It's really on these executives who draft these players into those positions because Absolutely. technically they're the ones putting them in bust or no bust territory. Because if an NBA executive had adequately picked Kwame, small hands. I know actually Coach Ganyulin, who coached me at St. Francis, coached Kwame in the Wizards. And I actually asked him before about like the different teams, Gilbert Arenas, like how guys were. He said Kwame had bad hands. He said bad hands. That's what he told me. He said they loved him, good. They tried to help him out, but he had very bad hands. If the scouts would have noticed that, you're a big six, ten, seven feet. You need good hands. To be picked number one, and you never, and at that time, he didn't really have a lot of film. He was just killing the high school. Those NBA executives made him a bust, not himself. Mm -hmm. If he would have been picked second round where he belonged, you know, or maybe just not even drafted at all, just came into camp and played his way into a league, then we'd be saying, hey, but he's this, a regular player. Well, we we kind of saying the same things. I'm looking at Kwame yeah. Brown, the first round pick in the NBA draft and calling him a bust. 
I'm saying that, in my opinion, generally speaking, regardless of where he was picked, he was sorry. But it, but if he was a guy off the street who could give you 15 minutes a game as an energy guy, set some screens, I'm not mad at Kwame Brown. But I'll still say sorry. That my but opinion. He can play a role. He's not sorry. But that's my opinion, Anthony. Right, I'm not asking you to agree. And I'm just combating that. I'm just combating your opinion. I'm just saying. You want to combat the opinion? Mike, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. But let if we keeping it a thowie, he's been a joke for 20 years because of where he was picked. If he was Fair. the 50th pick, right. he could get six points a game and be a 12-year player, and we would say he had a good career, a decent career. Herb Williams. It's only, Herb Williams. The jokes are only the, what'd you say? Said, <laughs> the Herb, Herb Williams. Williams. Herb Williams. The, the only Williams. the jokes are only because he was the first pick. And Max says something that I just want to touch on just a little bit. When we talking about bus based on the pick you're in. If we walk through the league and walk through all the number one picks, are we going to have more MVPs that were number one picks or more no. MVPs that were number two? We'll have picks, more bus. Number four picks. So, that, <laughs> so, so we think so we got a lot of bus. So that's what I'm saying. If most of the number one picks are probably bust, Yo, if that's the case. This so episode... if that's the case, then what are actual number? So then what are actually our expectations of that first pick if most Hold of on. them don't end up being Michael Jordan? Go ahead, Carl. Oh, What's up? Who was a third pick? This, this episode was brought to me in part by pause. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's been crazy. Real <laughs> man don't oh, have man. to say no homo. Right. Shout out. Okay. Final <laughs> thoughts here. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's a law in Harlem. You're right. Dick's final thoughts, sir. Uh, are we talking about Kwame or the plane? Because we talk about anything, anything. Everybody gets a final thought. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. Um, final, final thoughts is this. Me personally, um, I'm not mad at Kwame Brown. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you believe in Zodiac sign, Pisces, I've been one of the most emotional Zodiac signs out there. And Kwame held it down for 20 years. He didn't say anything. So I'm not mad at him for lashing out, um, speaking about it, you know, talking to, you know, cursing everybody left and right. I'm not mad about it. At the same time, as I said earlier in the day, everybody that came after him came after him in regarding basketball. It wasn't personal. It was strictly basketball. And that's that. Mike, final thoughts. Anything you want, sir? Uh, man, same here, man. Shouts out to him, man. I hope he, you know, he's got a lot of things he's dealing with emotionally. You could tell, but that, but that's all right. We all do. And so, you know, I hope, you know what, when Matt Barnes asked for him to come on uh, the, all the smoke today, he, he was a little disrespectful when he, he asked was. him, but he I was. think it would, he was OD disrespectful. He's just trying to save face. I think he is, but I think it would actually be dope. Like, yo, we can get into a space where men can, agreements men and women can have disagreements that we could sit down and we could talk i think it would be dope if the three of them talked it out on and zoom, said, on zoom. that you could you could you could put it on um on um you said not on zoom said, no, on, on zoom, zoom on, on zoom, zoom. On zoom. On yeah zoom. i don't know if it could be in person it may get a little it may get crazy. May get a little testy yeah. like but um even you could put gilbert in the room too since gilbert name really was what brought everything up. So I think it would be dope if they could just have a conversation, talk it out. Man, it'd be great to see that. Two black men, too. That'd be dope to see. Job, final thoughts, sir. Uh, the shoe is going to drop, and I'll be waiting. Uh, Anthony, final thoughts? <laughs> okay, okay. 
All I have to say is I'm subscribed to everything Kwame Brown. That is my spirit animal. I'm subscribed to him on YouTube, Twitter. I don't even have an IG, but I just subscribed to him on IG. All right. From now on, Kwame Brown, he just took Mabenga's place as a top five Laker of all time. That's first of all. And last, and last, yes, Mabenga. And last but not least, the KB on our Laker jerseys. For now, stands for Kwame Brown. This is for you, Kwame. This championship is for you. This championship is for you. Number 18 is for KB, Kwame Brown. Book it. That's wild. This was uh, respectful, bro. Paul, final thoughts, sir, from South, from South Beach. I'm in Orlando, bro. Orlando, sorry. Excuse me. Go uh, ahead, sir. Check this out. Expectations matter. But what matters more is the support system we put around our athletes, the same way we expect it at work, right? Same way we do in our own individual career. Someone got it wrong. That's all. To Max's point, to Mike's point, to Ann's point. Somebody got it wrong. But guess what? We're a better league today because of it. We have a greater operation in regards to how we scout, how we train our scouts, and how we go out there and evaluate the overall circumference of talent. That's at every single level, right? I will say this. All the smoke is up in flames. Shout out to Kwame Brown for having his own platform, standing on it. He got to do it a little bit cleaner, a little bit more PG-13. But he just, it will open the door long term for more athletes that will begin to start speaking up and using their own individual platforms because some of them are being murdered out there in the media, behind the scenes, on the scenes. And for that, I applaud Kwame Brown. But shout out to the NBA playoffs. I know John alluded to it. The quest begins today. Uh, I am not Laker Nation. I am Nick Nation, but I got the Lakers winning today. And I don't see anybody beating them because once they get started, I don't think anybody will be able to stop them. So shout out to that. Coach, final 2001, thought. baby. Oh, my fault. Go ahead, Coach. Final <laughs> thoughts. Anything you want, sir. Go ahead. Floor is yours. Are we going to talk about the other playoff games this weekend, or is this the last show? Yes, well, no. Well, uh, I'm, ESPN has the last playing game for the Western Conference on Friday, which is a TBA time. So based upon that, whatever time that game's end, Friday night, late Friday night, we're going to do the first round predictions. So gotcha. that's, how, that's how I'm booking it. I'm just waiting for ESPN to release that, that date for that game. I'm going to use my last 30-second segment, 30 second segment. Paul Ezekiel, you are not Nick Nation. You don't represent Nick Nation. <laughs> and, 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 and it's okay. You know, it's okay. But but for, for reasons as everybody saw, you're a Jimmy Butler fan, you're a Miami Heat fan. You had a chance to double down when the Knicks were playing decent and say, I'm going to root for them to win the fourth seed. And everything you did, everything you said was to make sure that you put them in the sixth seed. You showed your colors. No Laker fan, no Celtic fan, no Pacers fan would ever do that to their team. We got a lot of them in this group. They root for other players. I'm a Steph Curry fan. I was a Kobe Bryant fan. I never would want them to beat my team. Want them to beat everybody nice. else's team. But you, my friend, ride on this Jimmy Butler hill like he's paying your child support. And it's disgusting. It's nasty. <laughs> so in the words of the RIP to the Joe Budden show, even though they still have it, it's a nasty award that you get. Mm. The next one is to my, Nets, to my Nets fans. You guys did it. You're still second rate in the city. We've seen it. We've seen the newspaper articles. 
You could be the best team, but it's New York, Nick City. Job, you could argue with me, Job. I'm not going to argue. Versus, Brooklyn versus everybody. You could be the better basketball team, Listen, but the city isn't yours. I'm on record saying that mm-hmm. it's not a net town, but the first championship lays the foundation for a new generation of success. All right, and I can agree with you on that. That could happen. It depends on what city you're talking about. That could happen. That could happen. If they win a championship, then the, the kids who are three, four, five now, when they're 15, 20, they can become a Brooklyn Nets fan. <laughs> but I won't see it. I won't live to see it. <laughs> For my lifetime, it will be a Knicks town. So if you get a COVID shot, you can get a free Nets ticket to the playoffs. If you want to come to the Knicks game, you got to spend a G or more. You know whose town it is right now, baby. Go get that COVID shot, get your free ticket. Y'all got to hold, y'all gotta hold on to whatever you can hold on to. I understand. <laughs> All right, guys. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to head out here and close the show. You guys take care. Enjoy that playing and- game. Yo, hold on. I got to tell it. Yo, and I'm telling you, it's going to be dark tomorrow. If I'm Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Truthfully, I'm, I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to really. I just want the excuses to be out the way. That's why I really listen, want us listen, to win. Steph, because Steph, if we get, if we get, Steph, what? It's just business. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, okay. Okay. You guys okay. take care. Yeah, I'll no, talk to you guys soon. We'll talk about the playing and, the, and playing stuff. Uh, Thank you to all my contributors for a very wonderful show. Uh, And thank you to all the fans for tuning in. And the moral of the story I could say for today's show is talking about the term bust and just be very conscious and be aware of how we use that word and and, and how plays take into effect. And I understand we're not going to sit here. We're not going to coddle players. And our job is to criticize them as fans, as media personalities, constructive criticism. But they have the opportunity. If you say something about them, they have the opportunity to clap back at you and you can't take offense to it. So for all those fans out there who want to say stuff and try to be slick in their comments to players on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, you can't get offended when the player decides that they're going to tweet you back or say something back. Same thing applies for Kwame Brown in this situation. And I think we had a great discussion today about the word bus and how we assess it and how we evaluate it. So special shout out to all my contributors for tuning into the show here today and giving their opinion. Um, we have two playing games tonight. One game we didn't talk about because it's not the main event that people are looking for. We do have the Grizzlies and the Spurs in the first playing game. And then at 10 o'clock, we got the main event, the Warriors versus the Lakers. I know everybody will be tuned in for that. Coach, uh, uh, Coach asked about if we're going to have a prediction for the first round. We will. So here's how it's going to work. ESPN has that slated next playing game for, uh, for the Western Conference, which will be on Friday night. We do not know what time that game is. So in order for us to be up to date, we have to take that segment late Friday night. It will be available to you Saturday right before the playoffs start. You know, we're always on time with our scheduling. So you will have a predictions from the sports hit list for the first round of the playoffs Saturday morning. Thank you for joining the sports hit list by the fans and for the fans. Please make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe to all of our content. And I just want to give you a quick reminder to all the sports hit list shows that come available to you throughout the week on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Thursday, tomorrow, the B show at five o'clock. Show up for the Mrs. Show. She has a special show tuned in. So make sure you watch that at five o'clock. Uh, Friday at one o'clock, you have the Smoke and Mirrors podcast with Greg and Steph Polius and Declan Krogman. Monday, you also have the Smoke and Mirrors podcast. Tuesday, you have the Falco Takeaway. And then you come back on Wednesday, you have the other sports hit list show. With that said, Thank you for tuning into the sports hit list. Manny, I see you in the comments. I'm not going to reply to you. I will see you. Uh, the two seed versus the seven, the Celtics versus the Nets. 
it's on. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to wish you, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything to you because I see you trying to bait me into saying something that you want me to say just so it can happen. So I'm not going to say it, but thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you everybody for watching the sports hit list each and every Wednesday. Um, and I appreciate the support and the love. Please make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe, download the worldwide sports radio network app. So you can get not only the sports hit list, but all the other shows on the worldwide sports radio network, like share, comment, subscribe. Have a good night. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.